Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 17 of Revelation chapter 14, and we're looking at verse 8. Revelation 14, verse 8. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now, last time, we looked at several verses in the Old Testament where the word fornication, the Hebrew word for fornication, also translated as harlot or whore or whoredom or harlotry. God only uses the word fornication a handful of times, but he uses those other words many times, often. And we saw how it points to spiritual idolatry. We're not finding this word used in the context of uh, two people having sexual immoral relations, but we're finding it used in the context of Judea or Israel seeking after other gods. Now, this same word, and again, it's Strong's number 2181, that's translated as fornication, is found in Isaiah Chapter 1, Isaiah 1, in verse 21, it says, How is the faithful city become a harlot? And that's our word. The, the word translated is fornication. It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. So here God is uh, speaking, we would say in the first instance, of Israel and or Jerusalem Judah and and asking the question how is the faithful city become a harlot and this would uh, represent the new testament churches and congregations and it is very interesting that we we read of um the church um in Jeremiah chapter 3 in Jeremiah 3 uh, or again Historically, this is, first of all, um, describing Judea, but spiritually it points to the, the New Testament churches. It says in Jeremiah 3, and I'll read the first three verses, and then we'll, we'll skip a little bit and read a few other verses further down. Jeremiah 3, 1. They say, if a man put away his wife, and she go from him, and become another man's, Shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers. Yet return again to me, saith Jehovah. Lift up thine eyes unto the high places, and see where there has not been lying with. In the ways hast thou sat for them, as the Arabian in the wilderness. And thou hast polluted the land with thy whoredoms, and with thy wickedness, therefore the showers have been withholden, and there has been no 
latter rain, and thou hast a whore's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. Now, we can see how this relates to uh, what we read again in our last study in Revelation 2, that God was um, very angry with the churches and congregations because they suffered Jezebel to teach and to seduce his servants to commit fornication. He gave space to repent of that fornication, and they repented not. Therefore, he cast them into great tribulation. Now, the time of great tribulation is at the end of the world. It, it It's that final little season right before Judgment Day. It actually is a part of, of God's overall judgment because the Bible says that judgment begins at the house of God. And, and so God judged the churches at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, and it would be 2300 days later when the second part of the Great Tribulation would begin that the Lord would pour out the latter rain all over the earth outside of the church to save a great multitude. And here in Jeremiah 3, God is speaking to Judah that has played the harlot, and he says that showers have been withholden from them, and there has been no latter rain, which is related to their whoredom, to their fornication, to their spiritual idolatry. And the church has followed the steps of Israel of old and of Judah of old, and and they have done not only just as bad, but far worse. When we look at the New Testament church of the end time, a church that has given itself over to all manner of of spiritual wickedness that could be imagined, to everything under the sun. There, it, it, you can pick any doctrine of the Bible, and you will find churches that teach contrary, that uh, do not adhere, do not hold to, nor uphold the Word of God on on point after point after point of the Bible's teaching. And and that is fornication. That is what God is um, judging or or why God did judge historically uh, Israel and Judah and why he judged the New Testament church for the very same reason, although it had a different outworking. It, it wasn't um, a physical high place where physical objects idols were bowed down to in worship. No, the high places of the churches, they, they had learned to a high regard. There are um, some churches that still worship idols and statues and things like that. But for the most part, the New Testament church learned, oh, we can't do that. So they fashion their idols out of their own minds, in their doctrine, in their gospels. And with their confessions and creeds, the the uh, denominational positions, their stances on the teaching of the Word of God, 
And they uplifted and exalted those teachings of men, of theologians, uh, who, uh, who may have had some truth, but erred in other ways. They lifted up all their teachings, included the errors, as this is what this church believes and holds to and will not um, change, will not uh, turn from this is our authority. And even though they would think perhaps it's the Bible, they certainly would tell you, no, we only hold to the Bible, yet the fact was, that in reality, they held to their church's doctrine, to the the statements in their Westminster Confession, in their creed. They uphold those statements, and they were not to be questioned. They were certainly not to be corrected, and that shows that that was the actual authority. And it was fornication spiritually. It was idolatry spiritually. It was bowing down to something other than the word of God. Well, well, that's how the righteous city, one moment to the next, became a harlot. Because God came in judgment to visit to see if they had repented after that space elapsed of 1955 years of the church age. They had not. Therefore, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, came out of the midst and immediately they became part of Babylon. And and what does God say of Babylon? Satan was loosed. Satan rose up and um, entered into the churches and congregations and took his seat as the man of sin, the king of Babylon, now ruled over Judea in the sense he was the big authority and the church became a part of his kingdom. The church became Babylon. Well, what does God say concerning Babylon in Revelation 17? And I'm going to read uh, the first five verses. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now, remember in the Old Testament, we saw in the Old Testament that the Hebrew word for fornication was also translated as harlot or whore and, and, and variations of that. Well, uh, our, our word in Revelation 14.8 of fornication is Strong's number 4202, and, and that would be pronounced pornea, and um, the the word here in Revelation seventeen one that's translated as whore is um, number forty two zero four porne. So they're very closely related words, and forty two zero four is also translated as harlot. And we we basically have the New Testament equivalent in these words to that word in the Old Testament. So, again, I'll, I'll read from the second part of Revelation 17, verse 1. Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth 
have have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now that's a similar statement to Revelation fourteen eight that again says um, she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. This verse in Revelation seventeen doesn't include the word wrath, but otherwise it's very similar. And then in verse 3, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And uh, here's what God says of that golden cup in Jeremiah 51, and then we're going back to Revelation 17. Jeremiah 51, verse 7, Babylon has been a golden cup in Jehovah's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore, the nations are mad. Now, what what have the nations drunk? Verse 2 of Revelation 17, um, the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. When Satan was loosed, when God um, removed himself from the churches and congregations and turned it over completely to Satan, when God um, began to loosen the constraint upon the hearts of men in the world at the same time that we we read in Revelation chapter 13 that the beast would have rule in in the world as well as in the church. So God allowed sin to multiply like never before all over the earth amongst the nations of the world. Well, that also was drinking the wine of her fornication. It, it, uh, there is, of course, spiritual idolatry within the church uh, amongst those professed Christians that ought to know better, but it's just as spiritually idolatrous for the people outside of the church, for the, the inhabitants of the world. They, too, are in a marriage relationship with God through the law of God. And and when they transgress, yes, it's adultery, but it's also serving other gods, serving idols carved um, sometimes literally with their hands. Other times it's serving idols of covetousness, serving idols from their lust and, and their evil desires, going after the things of the world. The world itself becomes an idol to the unsaved people of the world. They they serve the world. They serve Satan within this dark world. And, and, and so we read here that Babylon having a golden cup in her hand, and God says that golden cup is in his hand because it's all uh, being done the loosing of Satan, the increased wickedness in the world, as as God describes at the end of Romans chapter 1, 
the the terrible evil that has spread and overtaken the earth in our time is all according to the plan and will of God as God has intended this to be um, from the very beginning. It was his program of judgment to allow the world to have its fill, to give it the cup of fornication, drink until you're drunken, and and they're mad upon their idols. They're, they're, uh, the world is drunk with fornication, drunk with uh, its idolatry, with serving everything else that can uh, you can think of. Everything and anything but the one true God worthy and deserving of that worship. Well, Babylon is instrumental in all this. Babylon is that cup that has been filled by God with fornication. And it says in verse 5 of Revelation 17, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Well, that's an interesting title. Very interesting to give Babylon. Babylon is not just a harlot. Babylon is the mother of harlots. Well, you you might wonder what's the difference. God's just saying she's a great harlot. So bad that she's the mother of harlots. Well, there is a, a, a distinction. There is a big difference. It's sort of like saying that man uh, is a liar. It's true. Uh, let God be true and every man a liar. We're, we're all born uh, speaking lies, the Bible says, in our sin, unless God saves us in the womb. And, and yet all men are liars. There's no question about that. Of course, when God saves someone, he takes out that heart, uh, that deceitful heart, and deceit is a lie, and he gives a new heart and a new spirit and a new ongoing desire to do the will of God, which would be to speak the truth, even though a man might still, a, a child of God, a saved person might still lie, and that would have to be a result of being in the flesh, in their in their body, but in their heart there's no lie. There's perfection in the new heart God has given. There, uh, there, there's no lies at all. But anyway, all men are liars. The Bible says every man a liar, but there is a father of lies, and we read about that in John chapter eight. It says. In verse 41, I'm going to read a couple of verses here. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. See, Satan 
is a liar, like all men are liars. But not only that, more than that, he's the father of lies. And God says that because lies originated with Satan. He he spoke the lie in the Garden of Eden. Ye will not surely die. God does know in the day you eat thereof, you'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. And and other lies were associated with his approach to Eve. He began the lie. And, and so he's the father of it. Now Babylon is a harlot, just like, um, churches are involved in harlotry. Israel was involved in harlotry. Organizations that were God's outward representations to the people of the world fell into spiritual fornication or harlotry and individuals. Each individual in the world has, at some point, committed spiritual fornication or spiritual adultery. We are a spiritual harlot in that sense. No man has been perfectly faithful and obedient to all the Bible, to all the law of God, except the Lord Jesus Christ. But every other man has sinned, and that sin is related to fornication, spiritually speaking. And so all are harlots. That's why when God saved Rahab the harlot, it's such a wonderful, beautiful picture of salvation of sinners because we can all stand in her place. We're all just like that in the spiritual realm. And and so it, it is that beautiful picture of God forgiving the the harlot her trespasses and and that means he does forgive sinners who have been involved in spiritual harlotry their tra- their trespasses but babylon is not just a harlot but the mother of harlots now we read concerning eve back in genesis in genesis chapter 3 it says in Genesis 3 and verse 20, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And that is a, a, a truth. Uh, um, the, the children that would come forth, um, Cain, Abel, and, and the later children that would be born, came forth through Eve. She was their mother. And and just like a father, as Satan is the father of lies, lies originated with him, so too is the mother first. When we're looking uh, at the female, the mother is first. Children come forth from the mother. And therefore... Babylon is the mother of harlots. Babylon is the kingdom of Satan that was established through lies and deceitfulness at the same time that Satan deceived Eve through lies and got her to doubt and to believe the lie and she ate of the forbidden fruit from the forbidden tree 
and she died. And Adam died with her spiritually in their soul existence. And all men died in Eve. And the kingdom of Babylon was conceived and born at that time. Darkness entered the world. Satan became ruler over all that Adam had previously been given rule over through the right of conquest. The nations of the world, the children that would be born to Eve from that point on, would be conceived in sin, born speaking lies, born sinners in spiritual darkness, dead in their soul, and and born into the kingdom of Satan, born into Babylon, the mother of harlots. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.